Welcome to my world. From stage to screen, comedy to politics, decriminalize it. He's cannabis's most famous and fearless celebrity. Now, Tommy Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone of Tilk Radio. Please welcome the stoner legend himself, Tommy Chong. Welcome to the Tommy Chong Podcast. Chillin', y'all. Blind man chillin'. Did blind, did blind write that? Uh, no. Jimmy Reed. Jimmy Reed wrote that song. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, my old buddy, Jimmy Reed. <laughs> Jimmy Reed. <laughs> boy, you got a bad cough there, boy. You better have some doctor stick his finger <sighs> next to your dick and find out what's going on with you. <laughs> you ever had that done? No. But yeah. Hey, but, uh, okay, let's do Tommy Tron podcast. Let's get Tommy Tron back here. Tommy Chong ain't here. <laughs> Come on, that's annoying. Uh, I don't give a shit. It's Tommy Chong. I'm not, I'm not. We don't need Tommy. Everybody say, I'm talking about Tommy Chong, dear. Tommy Chong, dad. We need Tommy Chong. We don't need no Tommy Chong, man. That's it. No. Hey. So, what'd you do? Uh, Just wait. For... Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to say it. Say it. You say it. No, you say it. <laughs> What should I say? I don't intro the podcast. You oh, do. It's oh, your show. You oh, intro your oh, show. Oh, 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 we're too good to intro the podcast, are we? Okay, this is... Uh, the, I don't know if I can do this. You're too annoying. To this do. is the Tommy John Podcast, and we're coming to you live from... We're not live. Well, I'm alive. Again, again, we're not live. I'm alive. It's a recording. Yeah. We're doing a recording right now. We're doing a recording uh-huh. live from the Palisades. <laughs> no. We're doing a record, not, live recording from the It's not a live, live broadcast. It's a recording. It's a recorded broadcast from the palace. Anyways, I'm not going to talk about what I did. You talk about what you did. The 4th of July? Yeah. I hid under the bed because the explosions were just scaring me. Really? Yeah. I kept seeing terrorists everywhere. It was just scary. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, actually, I had a great time. Went to my daughter Robbie's for Fourth of July meal, and she cooked something so good, man. She cooked that paella. Oh, I love her paella. Oh, She's God, a good cook. I had you know I I, I had th- three helpings, and 
I was started up for the fourth, and I said, nah, I better not, I better not. Is that why you have your pants pulled up so high today? No, no, I'm hiding my bag. <laughs> I'm hiding the Dharma. <laughs> why, why isn't it below the bag? <laughs> because then my pants fall off. I got no hips. Man. Yeah. So I got to make use of that bag. So I, I think you should it. just start wearing like tights. like uh... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> ballet tights. Yeah. <laughs> with the, with the, I with think the, all old men should start wearing those with yeah. the feet, with the feet in them. For sure, yeah, yeah the, the little slip, the yeah, little, the, little. And you know what? When you feel when it's a little chilly out, put on some leg warmers. You know, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to consider that. But right what's, now, what's funny is that you know, mom used to take me to dance classes with her, right? Uh-huh. And there would always be some some fucking old dude. In tights and warmers, she doesn't. I don't think there are any guys like taking no. her ballet anymore. But back in her day, back in when I used to go when I was a kid, yeah. late eighties, yeah, there was always some weird dude oh, in yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, but back then it wasn't as popular as it is now. See, now it's so popular with the younger and the dancers, and also moms uh, elevated from the beginning, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. into a real a professional type dance. I'm sure there's still some dudes. Hey, I took my tango lesson today. But you're not wearing tights and you're not doing a jazz class. You know, no, I'm doing tango. Yeah, tango's manly. Tango guys wear suits, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, tango's cool. There's no... Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say man. I just... I'm saying that that outfit is is less daunting than, than the tights. And oh, no, tango's armor. cool. Tango, you're supposed to wear, you know, manly type uh, clothes. Yeah. It was a nice nice class. I, I, I My teacher is six foot two. She's uh, used to be with Cirque Soleil. <laughs> you know, everybody on Cirque Soleil is like four foot eleven. You know, know four yeah. foot nothing. And she was six foot two, so she was the what do you call it, a good fairy. And and they put they piled a thing a headdress on her, so, so it made her even look even wow. taller. She told me a great story. She said she was doing the show well with uh, at the Majestic Theater, the yeah. the theater we were at. Oh, you know, really? Treasure Island, the same one. Yeah, the same one. And she was there, and Bill Clinton came to see the show. Oh, really? And and then the word went back that Bill Clinton wanted to hook up with her. And what do you uh, mean hook up? Well, you know, he wanted to meet her. Oh, Bill. Oh, you know what hook up means with the young kids? What? No, what does it mean? It means now? like it means like get it on. Well, that's Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, are you saying she wanted to meet her, or he wanted, wanted to, to meet her, and then the, everybody's laying bets that, that whether or not she'd fuck him or not. You know? Did she? Did, did he explicitly <laughs> say let's hang out, or no? No, no. You know, he had people, surrogates coming and tell, well, tell her. Did. It did, never happened. It never happened. No, it never happened. So we can't break a story that Clinton, you know, was trying to fuck your dance teacher, if it didn't actually happen. Well, I, Trump does it all the time, so why can't yeah, we? Yeah, well, you got more integrity than Trump, dude. Yeah. Come on. Man. Come on. Don't insult me. Like that. Yeah, don't. you know, the FBI decided not to uh, come after. I'm so yeah. shocked. Me too. Oh, my God. I fell out of my bed. I was watching the bed. And, like, and just think, the the FBI, who's been under Barack Obama's uh, presidency for eight years, decided not to go after a fellow Democrat. Well, here's the thing, man. You know. She was chosen by Obama yeah. to do the job, right? Yeah. And then now she's running. She's a she's a Democratic nominee, you know. And the fact is, is that is that there's no like if something had like if there was like some kind of terrorist attack or if there was some kind of consequence of her having 
an unsecured server, right. then, then there'd be one thing. But man, you know, like I'm sure you could you could literally go after if if the FBI wanted to, they could find some charge in everybody in office right now because that's just that's just being human. You know what I mean? There there are things that you do. There are things that that people do every day that they do not even realize the severe consequences that that and, could have if and, if the law enforcement came after them. And you want to know the truth? What? It was just a red herring out there dangling in front of the Republicans. They had well, what it did, it kept the Republicans amused. You know how we can amuse the dogs, you know, or a cat mm-hmm. with a ball of string yeah, and, a, and yeah. a little mouse tied to the end. Yeah. That's what that email thing was. It was just tantalizing, yeah. you know. Oh, the word went out that oh, if she's in trouble, she could get indicted, and she could yeah. all this, and it was just. Yeah. It was, it's just playing it's, to the crazies. Bull Marky. Bull Tucky. What do you call it? How do you say that now? Bull Mucky? Bull Mucky? Bull Tucky. Anyway, but no, I mean, it was just. And, and look at look at the timing of it. You know, oh, right after that, then Obama comes out and does a rally with her, and there's like yeah. a few days left before the convention. And, you know, I mean, you know what they're having a hard time doing is keeping everybody, keeping, first of all, keeping a straight face. You know, because Mr. Trump is, has, he's done everything he can to bury himself. The only, the only thing he hasn't done yet is, is you know, shot himself. That's the only thing he hasn't done. You know. <laughs> and I wouldn't put that past him, too. Dude, either, I, you know. I read about this, this guy, this father who, who accidentally shot his son. I saw that. At a gun range. And then he came out and said, man, it's not the gun's fault. I'm still going to be a gun nut. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's, I killed. I, I screwed up, and I. I killed. It was a kid. hot shell on my back, and I accidentally shot my son, and killed him. You know, I'm gonna have to live with that. You know, but I love guns. It's not the gun's fault. Oh, what a dildo! What an idiot! Oh yeah, I watched. I watched that show for a minute. I can't. <laughs> the the gun thing is just ridiculous. You know. Yeah. I mean, you just have to hold your nose and just you know wait it wait it out. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, whatever, man. I I think technology is just going to change that. They're going to have some fucking laser zapper that disintegrator that's going to just <laughs> that's going to like someone points a gun at you and you just you disintegrate their gun. You, you zap know? them. Yeah. Like just some kind of technological advance where we won't be needing to sling lead, hot lead. Yeah. Th- you know what I mean, Dad? Like, like, there's going to be something out there that just like is more well, the, effective, more effective of just like just dropping somebody. I think they got it. I think they have it, but you what? know, but the gun lobby is still strong enough to keep it under wraps. You know? Yeah, maybe. Oh, they have it. You know, like they got smart guns. You know, why? Why hasn't everybody got a smart gun? In other words, it's a gun that only fires if the owner fires it, uses yeah. it. You I know? just think it's funny because people. They talk about how they don't trust the government. They don't trust the government. They don't trust the government. Well, then, you know what? Then go fucking run for something and go be a part of the government. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. I just, it's like us and them. And then, then, then you know, they go, well, you know, the uh, tier, we, we have to stop tyranny. And, uh, yeah. and then I'm thinking, like, what dude is going to, what, what president, woman or male, is going to be able to tell the officers, the, the, the generals and the army, you know, to go and kill their own people. It just, it's ever since, I think ever since the, the Russian revolution, where they were like, at the end of that revolution, 
the soldiers were like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to shoot these fucking ladies, these old ladies. Man, that looks like my grandma. I'm not going to shoot them. And I think people that talk about the Second Amendment, they they forget that in the military, the military is made up of human beings, a lot of which are relatives of people that aren't in the military. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's no us in them. It's us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, we're just going through a, a stage of our development, yeah. you know, where this too shall pass. Yeah. That's the way I look at it, you know, because if you get too excited about it, it it's no good for the health, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, kick back. I'm not excited. I just I just feel I feel I just felt weird reading that story. I just felt like the dad didn't have very very much remorse, like No. Did it seem like he had remorse? No, like, none. None. Seems like he like you it know, reminds me of the like the, I, I just wondered Ed, did he did he inform his son of the potential dangers of what it, going shooting with him? <laughs> hey son, I want to teach you how to use a gun, well, and then you may die. I may I may shoot you by accident, but yeah. I will teach you how to use a gun. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted him to be savvy around guns, and so I shot him. <laughs> yeah, he said he was. Uh, you did the, too good a job. Is that the man. ultimate, like where you know you catch your kid smoking cigarettes, so you make yeah. him smoke, smoke a them case? Back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'm going to teach you what a gun can do. <laughs> oh. There, man. So, I hope you learned your lesson. On that note, I got a sad story that I read. What? And it's about this kid, this Andrew Sadek. It was on his 20th birthday. North Dakota police turned him into an informant, and because he sold $20 worth of weed or 20 to $60 worth of weed to a narc at his school. And the school was a, uh, not like a... Religious? Like, no, no, it was a school. He was becoming an electrician. Okay. And oh, he, a trade school. He won a scholarship to become an electrician uh-huh. because yeah. he, he beat out the state or something like that yeah. in, in, in being an electrician. So he was like a hardworking kid yeah. learning a trade. And, and he sold to, a, a narc. And he sold some weed. To a some, narc. Some weed, yeah. okay? And the police there said, okay, you got to be an informant to us or else we can try and put you away for 40 years for selling weed. Sure. And, and, so, so, so and then they said, if you, tell, if you tell your parents, you tell a lawyer, we're fucking, we're coming after you with the full force law and you probably won't even be able to go to school. Right. You probably won't get, get to graduate. And so this kid, you know what happened? They found his body oh, in a no, lake no. with a backpack full of rocks and a hole through his head. And then the police try to say he committed suicide. So now the mom, who lost her other son, by the way, when his truck got hit by a train. Oh. And now she lost this son oh. to this fucking cops trying to get them, trying to get good kids, good kids yeah. to be informants. Wow. You know, to get that serious drug trade, oh. you know. Bust in North Dakota. Well, yeah, it's uh, those states, you know, that that are so behind in everything, especially yeah. moral, moral codes. Yeah, man. Oh, that's sad. That's a sad story. Very Was sad. he a white kid or an Indian? Well, uh, probably he, a native. He's, he's like not he's not Indian, but he is he brown? No, I don't know. He's a dark haired kid. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. He's don't a, know. He's, he sounds like Sadek. Sounds like a brown kid. Yeah, he's because that's how they use. He's they more of a brown kid than a yeah. blonde, blue-eyed kid. Yeah, that's you know? that's why they treat him like that, you know. And they're poor, and then yeah, I grew up, I grew up with families like but, that. But yeah. you know, law enforcement to me, that's like a, a fireman going and starting fires. So oh yeah, put out fires. That happens. That happens. Usually, when there's a big fire, they look at the, I mean, the, the firemen. <laughs> you know? No, why? You're creating a job. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's really sad, uh, especially you know they got that antiquated marijuana 
hateful double devils yeah. uh, thing. You know, they they demonize everything. Yeah. And and what we have to do, uh, our job really is to educate. No. We yeah. got to educate. We got to like I did that video where I said, you know, that all marijuana use is uh, medical. Yeah. And it went viral. We got to keep on that on that. Oh, for note. sure. Hey, man. I mean that that these. I think this whole you know informant thing is going to bite those people in the ass because oh. yeah, when a young guy like that with a bright future. Well, who killed him? The cops? No. Well, they think. I mean, to me, it looks like a, looks like you know a, a hit. Like no, like no, a hit. Oh, a hit. Yeah. Like like oh yeah, you're trying to fucking you know narc on me. Well, you know. Ooh. I mean, what else could it be? I mean. They he wasn't depressed. He wasn't like, you know. They don't grow it there, I guess, North Dakota. I guess you get it from Mexico and that. And they probably had some kind of cartel thing going. But, but the, you know, is there some massive drug problem in North Dakota? I don't think. I don't With think, the native kids, there would be. What? Sniffing glue and yeah, fucking, yeah, you know, alcohol. and paint and alcohol and. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Because, you know, it's, it's a rural, rural country. There ain't shit to do. That that means that's code for there ain't shit to do, right? There ain't shit to do, and they're, you know, not that smart, you know, obviously. Yeah. You know, you, when you start digging around those places for news, you know. Like I said, I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, so I understand that mentality so well, yeah. you know. Dang, dangerously ignorant? Oh, well, we had the, the, the good thing, the good news is that we, we never had a lot of proliferation, proliferation, how do you say that? Proliferation? Of guns. In Alberta at that yeah. time. And like Canada, you could police Canada with one Mountie per po- province. Yeah. You know, because there wasn't a lot of people around. And, and if you did anything wrong, they, sometimes they'd just tell you to, you know, stay stay in your house until we come and get you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Because there's no use running because there's nowhere to run. It's too yeah. cold. And uh, they know who you are. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's the way it was. I had a cousin one time. He robbed a bank, but what he did before he robbed the bank, first of all, he was in a small town, Rossland, uh, B.C., and before he robbed the bank, he went to a, a, a rental agency to rent a car for his getaway. Yeah. And because he was young, they put a, a governor on his car so it couldn't go any faster than 30 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> and so so he robbed, he robbed the bank, and then he was making his getaway, and so they just phoned uh, his dad, you know, and said, you know, you keep keep him in there. When he comes home, you keep him there. We're coming to get him after dinner. And so they arrested him. And he he did a lot of time. He did, I think he did about four years or something. Wow. For that stupid robbery. And he and he got like about twelve dollars and fifty cents. Jesus like man. And and the and the the bank teller knew him. <laughs> you know, they, they, everybody knew him. <laughs> you sure you want to do this, Billy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it's you. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was that? Remember that movie? What was it? Was Sinbad? I think was in it. The black guy, the yeah. black comedian, and, yeah, and Red Fox. Was he was robber or something? And, and he's man, I know who that is under that mask. <laughs> what are you doing? You robbing me? Oh man, <laughs> that was a funny. Movie. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Funny movie. So what else is happening on the on the? Well, we're going to take a break. Okay. You're listening to the Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Dr. Dabber, hurry, it's empty. 
pressure is shooting past a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. The cannabis business industry is growing. Business is booming. And as new opportunities arise in newly legalized states, each market is getting more competitive. Today, it takes more than just being a good grower. Do you have the resources to market and handle this ever-changing business landscape? Let Canna Management Corporation help you grow your Canna business with our vast resources and experience to make your business a fully functional service company. Financial management, HR, sales, marketing, efficiency, and more. CMC has the experience and the expertise to improve your business and help you better meet the demands of your clients and customers. Call Canna Management Corporation and let our team get you ready to grow. 415-269-8015. That's 415-269-8015. Or visit canna-management.com. I'm Radical Russ from the Russ Belleville Show. We're here with Sir Richard Branson. Far more damage has been done to people by the current approach. Jim McMahon, you know, a lot of the coaches are old school. You know, he used to just yell at us, go, oh, you bunch of box smokers. John Popper on the telephone. You know, I think in the 60s, there was that kind of, the bigotry wasn't so common. It's the Russ Belville Show, the NPR of POT, weekdays live at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, exclusively on CannabisRadio.com. The Tommy Chung Podcast is back. Only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back. Wow, what a beautiful day. Huh? Yeah. A gorgeous day. I'm actually putting myself under house arrest. Why? Because I just want to stay home. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, I was, I barely made it out yesterday. I was. Yeah, where did you, you didn't come by with the dog? No, no, I went to another spot, you know. I left the dogs at home for a couple hours. Did you? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But I, I was pretty antisocial for my uh, 4th of July. I don't blame you. I, I can dig it, you know. Yeah, it was funny because, like, people in my complex, they were having a party. And they're like, yeah, come out for, you know, it was like a two-day party, basically. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, come have a drink, come have a drink. And then I'm like, yeah, 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 thank you, but, you know, I'm good, you know. And then, <laughs> and then I, I realize now, like, I, I'm, I'm probably, like, be, going to be considered rude, but you know what? If I don't, if if I said no the first time, like don't keep asking me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, You'd be cool though. You, you get get reported. So <laughs> no, I was cool. I was weirdly cool. sitting at home and just brooding. <laughs> I wasn't brooding though. I was oh, just chilling. Like I just don't feel like you know. That's what I feel, man. That's I, you know. I got me a home in the Palisades with a pool, 
You're funny because at home you're you're just happy just being solo. Just being but when we're solo. when we're on the road, you're walking around. You will talk to anybody for as long as they want to talk to you. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's so what have, it is. Have, my job. You have like you have two sides of that personality. Oh, absolutely. But absolutely. people that know you, you don't feel like talking to them. No. <laughs> and people I've met before, it's embarrassing. Because I met him, you know, maybe five or six. Like Dave, Dave, you know, Robbie's uh-huh. guy. You know, I met him a bunch of times. And finally, Robbie says, Dad, his name's Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk to him. Yeah, that, that took a while, too. Yeah. You too? Yeah, well, no, I just, because they, they were, like, sneaky about it. They kind of, yeah. like, you know, like Dave's around Robbie. But no one, Robbie never said, hey, this is the new guy I'm dating. No. You know? No, all of a sudden, he just appeared Yeah, a few like, times. and he was there, like, a few more times and a few more times. And then it was like, yeah, yeah, didn't you know they're, they're, they're together? And I'm well, like, well, well, no one told me. Well, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I met Debbie's mom. Uh-huh. Quite, quite attractive lady. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Debbie's. Beautiful. Well, well the, the mom's a little more, a little more beautiful, and she she kind of got it in, and she says, "Hi, I haven't seen you for a long time," and I'm kind of you know in my mind trying to figure out uh, who, who, who is, is this lady? Who is this lady? And then Robbie come up behind. Oh, Dad, that's Debbie's mom. Ah, she knows. Ah, yeah, what well, a good she, daughter. Oh, she knows me. She, everybody <laughs> knows me. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I got no memory. <laughs> But I meet people all the time. Well, we went to a new place down in uh, Venice to eat, a taco place. Hmm. Oh, my God. Which one? Was... Where? That's my hood. I know. I know. You probably go there. It's, hmm. a, it's a hangout. Everybody on Rose? Goes. I'm not sure where it was. Yeah, come on. You were there. Like yeah, I know, but it was down in Venice somewhere. But, it, you know, I walked in there, and, and <laughs> that's where I was. I was called two things, oh, my God, and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got elevated to Jesus. Jesus, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh my God, oh my God! I grew up with you. <laughs> you know, it was one of those, yeah, those uh, talk good talk. And you know, you know, you're approachable. Like a lot of, I I see a lot of like really famous people. Oh yeah, and then they make it a point. To not look approachable. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I get it. I get it. It, ter- it turns into a fucking meet and greet your whole life, you know? And then you're like... Yeah. You know? And, and that's that could be annoying. Yeah. Like, I see, like, your fame, you have just the right perfect amount of fame. Yeah. Where you're not getting mobbed and, and people can actually be real with you. Yeah. But you still get recognized enough. Yeah, no, it was. It's what you put out, you know. But like, I saw Al Pacino like at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and yeah. he was kind of, you know, head down, kind of like walking fast, yeah, like, yeah. you know, doesn't want to be bothered. I mean, he's that's fucking Scarface. I mean, that, you know, he's a legend to a lot of people. Oh, yeah, Scarface, Godfather. Well, he's done so many. He's an actor, see. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, not you know, not everybody does legendary parts where. You know, I mean, like all his career, like the his whole, whole like the whole, <laughs> you know, the rap industry. Like, yeah. I mean, everyone fucking watches Scarface like, oh, and, yeah. and learns that. Like, <laughs> that's like that's like, there's like a couple movies out there that are like that are like like iconic. Yeah. No, but like uh, school for for hoods. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if you if you if you want to if you want a life of crime, you need to watch like you know a, these movies. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially uh, yeah, Scarface. I mean, Scarface has a lot of great just business he, he business did, things. He did know? the best Spanish accent for a non-Spanish speaking guy. He's supposed to be Cuban. 
He's he supposed to be killing. Cuban. Uh, but I like like the one part where where the lawyer says, "Tony, you got caught with you know a million dollars cash and a few kilos of coke. What you know? What do you expect?" And he's like, "I, hey, I don't, I don't know. Hey, listen, man, I know the deal." Yeah, well, where are we going to start here? You go high, I go low. You know what I mean? And that's like, like, I love that. That was such a great, great like, I know how to negotiate. You go high, I go low. Like, I, oh, that was such a cool movie. I, and it got panned, you know, by course, the critics. Of course. Well, who, who did it? What's his name? He's a big Cheech and Chong fan. Uh, Michael Mann? No, no, no. Uh, the other guy. Uh, oh, I had him on. He the, did a ton of yeah. movies. Look it up if you get a chance. I had him on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he, he's a, we Cheech and I met him. He's a big fan. He is. Yeah, yeah. We because <laughs> that came after Cheech and Chong, I think. Yeah. 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 Scarface. Oh, Brian De Palma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Brian De Palma and Coppola were like. Yeah. They were the top oh. top kind of Italian American directors, huh? The best. The best, the, the, the best, best crime drama directors. Yeah, I think Coppola was so classic because he was a Godfather. Yeah, but Coppola did The Godfather and he did, you know, Apocalypse Now, yeah. which is like Apocalypse Now is. I think it's one of the mo- most masterpiece films around. Right? Yeah, like yeah. visually, yeah. like the tone, the music, the cast, the story. Yeah. Wow, man, it took you to another world, yeah. you know? And he used the actors like no one's ever used them before or since. It was... it was like Martin Sheen's character, you know, yeah. the apocalypse, you know, he's that quiet grunt, you know, this, yeah. this did his thing, and then Marlon Brando as that badass... And, and then to think, like, when you know what happened and you know that Marlon Brando came in, like... 200 pounds overweight and they were like holy shit you're supposed to be like the top commander what are we going to do and then he wouldn't read his lines or learn his lines like but he fucking he, he made it, it work man oh, he pulled it off put him in shadows and just like yeah. made it work oh. and you know it was weird it was like that movie just showed you this just this just such a new and unique look at war yeah I've never seen a, a movie. Usually, you know, they're, they're, they're army movies. They're war yeah. movies. It's well, like, they're innocents going off to war and getting killed, yeah, meeting girls yeah. and falling in love. And then they, the next day they're going off or they're yeah, or just, saving their friends. Or holding or, their ground, because, you know, against yeah. insurmountable odds. You know, you go ahead. I'll stay here and hold yeah. them off until you get help. Yeah. You know. But it was rad because he's like, they go up, you know, to Cambodia where the headhunters live. Yeah, love that. And there's still there's still cultures out there I, man, that I are love, like that are like one generation removed from that real rootsiness, sure. you know. Yeah, and I love Robert Duvall's part. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the smell of napalm. In the oh morning. my god, he was like the best. Yeah. Wasn't he the best? And that shot of you know the helicopters coming oh. in. With yeah. them, and they're playing the March of the Valkyries or whatever, and then dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that looked like, man, that's how you go. To, that's how you go into an attack. You yeah. know, just dun 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 dun. Oh yeah, it's a cool movie, and the whole thing. Yeah, but it was written by a surfer. You know, that's why it was so cool. It was written by yeah. a surfer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why he wanted to surf. Yeah, in the middle of the war. Yeah, yeah waves breaking. Yeah, get my was... get my nine six Yater spoon. That's Yater is a surfboard shaper from uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, you're yeah, getting, yeah, oh, yeah. It was like a real, yeah. <laughs> that's a real board he was talking about. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Great, great movie. And that came out what in the 
Seventies? Yeah, seventies. Really? Yeah. Or eighties? Wasn't sixties? Yeah. What a good movie. Well, Coppola is a genius. And then he starts his wine company. Yeah, but that one, I, I saw the behind the scenes, and that one was like an almost impossible movie to finish. Like, oh, sure. <laughs> like he did it, he Over. did it on location in fucking Vietnam, right? Like Over that's just budget. nuts. Yeah. And you, everybody goes crazy, you know, you go a little crazy in the bush. 1979. 79, yeah. Right, yeah. We did uh, Up in Smoke in uh, 78. 77. We shot it 77, released 78. And 79. What, what a year for movies, huh? Yeah, man. Apocalypse. Wow. And you know who got his first acting role in there? What's that black dude's name? I love that guy. He's fucking. He's so good. Let me the see. Machine Gun? Oh, Larry Fishburne. Oh, yeah. He was, was like him. 16 was years old or something like that. Yeah. yeah, he was a kid on the the Machine Gun. Yeah. The, the, the boat. Yeah. He was on the boat. Yeah, Larry Dennis Hopper, fuck, he was amazing. Yeah, that, man. the photographer. Yeah, man. Did I tell you? I met Larry Fishburne at a at a music awards thing. Yeah, and he followed me around. Yeah, he's right a back, big fan, right? We were, we were we were best buddies for that night. Yeah, he was a big big fan. I, t- <laughs> I tried to get him to come to uh, Dancing with the Stars, but I don't think he was in town. Oh, you did? Yeah, when I was on Dance with the Stars. I I couldn't think of anybody, you know, any friends, you know, but I thought, oh, Larry Fishburne would be cool. Yeah. You know, I try to get... Yeah, but, you know, it's hard to get Larry Fishburne because he's fucking busy. Always. (laughs) You know, know, like, like he, he, I mean, he must work on, like, three or four films a year. Yeah. Easy. Constantly working, man. Easy. Constantly. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum, too. He must feel like a stranger in his house. Yeah, you do. It depends on your house, you know. Yeah, that's why a lot of marriages in that, you know, they don't make it. I mean, if you're making that many films, you might as well buy your own trailer and just rent no, it out to the they studio. tried that. They tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> what? Uh, what's his name? Don Johnson had his own trailer. Uh-huh. He had a special made trailer. Yeah. You know? It wasn't good because he'd hole up in the trailer with a bottle. Or well, a that's Don, man. You know, that's, that's Don going through some... Some issues. Yeah. Know. No, what they do, they, they'll rent anything you want. You know you know that, that famous saying? Yeah, if it, I told you that one. If, if it, it flies, uh, floats, or, or fucks, fucks, rent it. <laughs> <laughs> you kids out there, you listen to this. Good advice. Flies, floats, or fucks, rent it. <laughs> it's true, man. Yeah. We ready for another break? No. Why Not are you yet? running for breaks? I don't know. I'm just... Getting antsy. It's not your job. It's my job. It's your job. <laughs> so what else is on the on the uh, internet? The internet? You're not up to date. No, I I read the I read the Twitter a lot. I don't do Facebook as much as I should. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, no, I'm saying you know under certain segments of Facebook, I used to pay more attention to you know like the messages. Well. Oh yeah, yeah. So Rio's falling apart, man. Oh, it so is. So they yeah. found they found uh, antibiotic resistant bacteria Ooh. in the ocean where Ooh. all these like you know world class athletes are going to be performing. Do you see what happened to Florida's water? What happened to Florida? Oh, because of the the spillage from the lake that's in Florida. Uh-huh. And what happens, all the fertilizer and that drains into the lake. Oh, and then no. when the lake overflows, they pump it into the ocean. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, it created a sludge. What do you call that stuff that grows? Uh, algae. Algae. 
and it's thick algae, and it smells like uh, a cross between rotting meat and sewers. Oh, and and it's just fucked up everything. Oh, Although the fish fish are dying because they're not getting the oxygen, the plants are dying and they're not getting the sunlight. And if if it keeps up, if they don't do something about it, Florida is going to be a very dead eco. Well, there's already a big, huge dead zone where the Mississippi River comes out in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, because of the fertilizer. Yeah, because all the fertilizer from all of the Midwest states goes, that, right, that goes right into that river, yeah. flows out to the Gulf of it's Mexico. It's all poison. Right there. It's all poison. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... Just it, poisoning everything. And the whole, yeah, from the top to the bottom of the food chain just gets... just Yeah, well, the, you know what they do. They move. Yeah, they just don't go there. Man. They they move. They get yeah, because if there's no food there, you won't survive. They, so they, you got to go leave. there. They leave. They oh, dead zone. Boom, and they're they're somewhere else. You know. And then also in Brazil, the, the police, you know, are like kind of striking, and they're just they're saying publicly, "We can't protect you. Yeah, we don't get paid enough. We I can't protect that. you." Well, they're they're doing what they do, holding everybody hostage. <laughs> well, man, <laughs> that's what they do. They stop you for anything, and it depends. How much money you got? I mean, how are, how are tickets? I mean. Last night, this girl told me that she was in New Mexico, and she got stopped by the cops, and uh, she had a joint or something on her. Uh-huh. And so they went, they took her to the bank and literally made her empty her bank account. Took all her money that she had in the, in, in the car, took everything of value, and made her empty her bank account, you know, her credit card. And wow. Then, and then send her on her way. That's one of those forfeiture things? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oklahoma's like that? Yeah. Yeah, New Mexico. You got to be very careful. If you're driving, yeah. you got to be very careful there. Yeah. Or if you're doing anything, you know, because that's yeah. how these guys get paid. And that's what Rio, that's what they, that's how they get paid. You know, they're just, yeah. they're gangs with a Carry with a cashier's bag. check. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, I, I'm I'm with all the basketball players and the golfers and that. They're not going near there. They're not. They're staying away. Yeah. Hey, what do you think of Durant going to the Warriors? Huh? I think he wants to win a championship. I think he got tired of Oklahoma City. I mean, people are calling him. That's the biggest pussy move because they they're the ones that beat him. Because he had four. Their his team had four chances to to beat them and go on. It's like, yeah, and? Well, LeBron did the same pussy move. He went to Miami. No, but apparently Miami didn't beat Cleveland. It's just, it's, no, it's it, you know what? And then and then people are complaining because Chris Paul's trade to the Lakers was, was denied. Oh, oh, that denied? <laughs> yeah, that's a while back. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're going, How, what's, that, what's that all about? Well, you Chris know? Paul's not stupid. He doesn't want to go to a sinking ship, you know? No, Chris Paul wanted to go to the Lakers, and oh, they wouldn't allow the, the trade. Oh, they, yeah, because. The, the NBA did not allow it, yeah. but they're allowing this. Yeah, they're allowing the Durant to uh, go to the Warriors. It's, it's kind of like. Why not? Why not? I, I think go for it, man. You, you can win a championship. Go with the best. You know, if you're in a band and, and yeah, yeah, you know. get your ring and then go on. You know, yeah. go go back to your Oklahoma and then try to get another one after be, you've learned what it takes to get a ring. Yeah, be a hero. Yeah, if you want, you know, or yeah. if they change coaches or whatever, you know, because Steve Kerr, you know, the Warriors coach. Of course, yeah. it's it's Steph Curry, you know, yeah. and, and the boys hitting those three pointers, but it's Steve Kerr. That's that steady hand, like it was with Pat Riley, you know. Yeah. And so he can, he can take the. They can take the Warriors. Should have won that championship. It's just that LeBron wanted it more than they did. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, LeBron came and he played. He he, he what was he? he was first in everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. <laughs> that's just yeah. everything. I mean, that's that's unbelievable, right? Like everything. Yeah, and then when he however was the, the the controversy I see was that one guy who was guarding him so well, yeah. got ejected. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, I feel like the refs had. What? You know, made some some pivotal. Listen, it's, the guy fucked up. The guy fucked up. He, but he did that kick. You know that. You know that stupid. But I feel like old school refs would be like, you let know, it go. Yeah. Let, well, not not suspend him. Well, yeah, exactly. Like suspend him after the fucking series. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. let him play. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think that that really turned the tide. Well, that that did it, and then uh, and then know. Steph Curry getting thrown out for that one game yeah. because of the. Just throwing the throwing thing. His, but that, I mean, those are all rules, and they and they got him to bite, you know. Yeah, they they did, and I think. Uh, well, I think too. It's like when you come back from from a four to one, you know, the odds start start stacking against you. You know, like they, you know what I mean, Dad? That's like, the first time in history, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's the first no, one time? of the ten, top, one of ten times, something like that. Wow. Yeah. After four. And no, no, in the finals, I think that's the first time yeah. in history. Yeah. You yeah. down three games. And, and then you come back and win it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was pretty intense. That's really intense. But now we'll see what happens. Okay, let's take our last break right now. Okay. Uh, just a minute. Let's take a break. Now. You're listening to the Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill 
You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. The Tommy Chung Podcast is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, we're back. I want to see, let's take a break. So every time we go to take a break, you tell me and I'll see. Uh, but we're not going to take a break, no. We, we came back from a break. So don't get confused if you're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you want to talk about? <laughs> it's, it's my show, huh? <laughs> well, you're the producer. <laughs> well, they're saying that they want to... People are people are pissed and they want Jesse Williams to be fired from Grey's Anatomy for saying that speech about black people. They're saying that if a white person was up there, you know, that's unacceptable. Well, that's a black of words. Yeah, and I, and I just say, well, white people were, weren't enslaved for, <laughs> for hundreds of years in this country. And, and then, it's a black and word show. And then also treated like second-class citizens yeah. for the next 100 years. And then, yeah. to this day... Are, Still. are statistically getting fucking beat up and shot yeah. and killed and incarcerated more than any other fucking yeah. race. But, you know, white boys have it hard too, right? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, the whole Black Lives Matter, it pisses people off so much. that All lives matter. All lives matter. It's like, I don't understand. I don't understand how you can't get it. How you can't get the fact that people are treated like Rodney King to this day. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't over after Rodney King. No. No, People was, are getting Rodney King all the time. All the time. All the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and cities are paying through the roof for that shit. And well, look at Trump. Trump's a good example. 30 years ago, Trump opened a golf course in Palm Springs yeah. where he admitted everybody, uh-huh. regardless of color, yeah. Cree, everything. Now, 30 years later, Trump is one of the most prejudiced, bigoted, racist guys <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> Why? Because there's money involved. There's a presidency involved, and he's he's trolling for his only constituents, which are the racist white guys. Yeah. You know, so he'll say whatever he has to say, yeah. but he'll have the black friends. He'll have the you know, like he has. Uh, I'm listening to what's that called? What's the podcast called? It's like the really liberal. Uh, Tom New, Harmon? Da- no, the really liberal Daily News. It's called uh, um, the Progressive. No, Democracy Now. Oh yeah, and that's that's the, Tom Hartman. No, it's not Tom Hartman. It's uh, but he doesn't he have a show called Democracy now. It's uh, anyways, they had this guy on who's basically an expert on Trump, and he's this journalist who's actually dying of cancer right oh, now. Oh yeah, and he wrote he <laughs> Trump he, made fun of him. He wrote, hey, you're dying. Man, what good are you? You're yeah. dying. You can't. He wrote. Die. He wrote like he he's done more research on Trump than anybody, oh, yeah. and, and he was saying like to, like. For Trump to say he's a self-made man is just so oh, ridiculous because yeah. yeah. his dad, it was his dad's yeah. influence and connections politically yeah. and, and with the mafia that, that yeah. made every single thing happen yeah. for Trump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you, know, you know my take on Trump, I, I said it last night, it was kind of cool because I thought about it. You know, Trump made his mark basically taking, what do you call it, properties that have been you know, either shuttered or, you know, at a bargain. Yeah. You know, they gone broke and they had a bargain. And so that's what he did with the Republican Party. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what he did. It was like no one was interested uh, in it. You know, it was dying. And so what he did, he, he said, oh, I got this one. Well, I think he, he saw where the Tea Party was taking it. And he says, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they want that. Okay, I'll give it to him. Because, yeah. you know, the, the pre- this guy is really smart because he called out the press. The press calls, oh, yeah, this, you know, Trump's just tapping into this populism, this populism. Uh, and, and, and he goes, populism, man. Populism is when the people revolt against the elite. And the, the guy says, fucking Trump is more elite. elite than anything. He's more connected and plays more fucking elite games than anybody. And what it is, it's just naked racism. Yeah. It's fucking naked yeah. racism, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, blatant in your face. Yeah, it's he's he's tapping into the people that are upset that Obama's in office. Yeah, you know, and that been in office, and that now they don't want anything like Obama or anything in a skirt for sure. Yeah, anything colored, anything. anything. Meanwhile, we're doing pretty damn well with Obama in oh, there. You know, it's right, like no kidding. No kidding. And the thing is that the BritX, uh, you know, BritX. Yeah. Oh, did you hear the guys? The guys, they both resigned. Yeah. The, both the guys that fucking that you know, pushed, it. pushed it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I can't do it. No, know? because they didn't think they were going to win. It was just because they were ahead of the, the you know, they, they're cheerleaders. That, and that but they were stoking they a bunch of racist yeah. fucking nutcases. Yeah, there. just see how far they could go. And then they said, oh, I'm, you know. You know, I'm not part of that. Well, you know, look what happened. The teachers, everybody's wages just dropped, dropped. Yeah. You know, just you can't sustain. You know, everything else, <laughs> you know, stays the same, but the wages just went into the toilet. Oh, man. So, you know, you drive a Tesla. Did you hear about the guy that, that died? Yeah, the automatic. They said he was watching yeah. the movie, but isn't he that was... what you're supposed to be able to do? No, you're actually, at this stage, <clears throat> with the technology they have now, you're supposed to be paying attention. Yeah. You're supposed to be like, you know... What happened? You're supposed to copa. He ran into a wall or no, something? No, no. A, a tractor truck that had a white side was pulling in, like, across the, the, the highway. Right? Oh, and, and it never and detected the, and it. And the sensor couldn't detect that... Soon enough. ...for the, the sky and, and that color... Uh, was was making it hard for the detection so that it didn't detect anything. So you, were, as a driver, were supposed to detect that. It's not at that advance where you yeah. can plug in an address and just fucking and go to sleep. chill. You know, everything's going to take time. Yeah, well, that's why he was a test driver. He was supposed to be testing it. Yeah. yeah. And, and he failed the test. Yeah, so you, I think it's a good lesson. It's like, don't... Yeah. It's like, you know, it reminds me of, it reminds me of hearing about stories. There are people that took, you know, their maps, their... Uh, what are those ca- called? On the cars, you know, the ones that tell you where you're going? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, uh, GPS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, they took it so seriously, they were like driving into lakes, you know? It said like, <laughs> you know, take a right turn here, and fucking boom, there's a lake there, and they're like, well, that, they that, told me to take a right turn. That happened to me. I, I put mine in, in the Prius. Yeah. And I, I'm going to the Mountain View golf course. Yeah. And I ended up beside the freeway, and, and then the thing goes, you have reached your destination. <laughs> and I looked around, and I'm stopping, and the guy stopped. He recognized me. Stop. What's up, John? I says, where's the golf course? He says, oh, no, it's around the corner. It's up there, up the hill. Keep <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have reached your destination. Yeah, man. It's, it's, not, it's getting better and better, yeah. you know. But, but that's not, what happened. It was it sensed. It couldn't tell the difference between sky yeah, and yeah, uh, the the color of this car. The color of the car. Yeah, that's man. interesting. Yeah. And so they'll have to adjust that. Yeah, I mean, they, everything that happens, like the, this technology advances every. That's why your phone and why, that's why everything we have right now has an update. Yeah. 
You know, it constantly sends new information. I just learned the how to do the vocal thing on my phone. Oh, you mean to text and stuff? Oh, the, yeah, to talk. And, uh, <laughs> did I tell you what Fran, Fran uh, Grace, oh. you know, Fran's mom, uh, old what? Jewish lady, you what? know, she's buying everything uh-huh. else. And she was trying to get that, that thing, uh, you know, the voice activated thing. And so so Fran told her how to do it. And so, <laughs> But Grace left, uh, you know, she's got an accent, I guess. She goes, hello, Google. <laughs> And they didn't understand it. Hello, Google. Siri, Siri. Isn't that work? Isn't it Siri? It's Siri or whatever, but she was saying, hello, Google. <laughs> oh, do you want and to Google? Says, yeah, and she says, uh, and Fran says, no, honey, you, you don't do that. You know, she don't respond to that. She says, why? Why doesn't she respond to that? <laughs> why doesn't she know? Something like, you know, why, why, why is she like that? <laughs> She understands what I'm saying, doesn't she? Oh, it was so funny. How Harvey and I, we just laughed. We heard that one. <laughs> Hello, Google. That's, that's pretty funny, man. Well, like that story that uh, Cochise, his old native Indian, uh-huh. he was in, in Paris. Right. In fact, I met him in Paris. You know, He's a, a hairdresser. Yeah. You know, like he's a Cherokee or, or a Cree Indian, uh-huh. native Indian, with a sense of humor. Those guys, man, they, you know. You know, the like he's a professional native, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of guy, you know, wears hair and braids and everything. Right? Yeah. And he told me he was in, in Paris at, at a hospital visiting a friend, uh-huh. and he kept hearing this guy next to him say, with the curtain around the thing, uh-huh. nice, nice, <laughs> nice. And so Cochise wanted to see what was so nice. And so he opened the curtain in there. The guy was trying to say nurse. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. He was, nice. Saying, he was saying nice, nice. <laughs> uh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, Siri's not really good with accents, but I think I think they're getting better. Siri, <laughs> hello, Google. <laughs> yeah, people are mad about this Durant trade. I bet. They're pissed. Oh, but they did that with LeBron. Remember, they burned him in effigy and all that shit. Yeah. And that's stupid. Come on, these guys got to make a living. <laughs> I read this one. My friend, my friend posted this one where there was a rant about, about uh, the Lakers gave $17 million to this white boy, yeah. this center guy. He's not very good, apparently. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this, this guy, Laker fan, true Laker fan, well, he says, Man, I don't know what it was, but I was dead asleep last night. But I woke up at four in the morning and checked the news, and I saw that this guy, the Lakers, paying seventeen million for this motherfucker. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he says, man, what's Jerry Buss's son's name? Jim. Jim Buss should be fucking taken out and shot. And he's, that dumbass should never be. He says, I knew something was wrong. My body knew something was wrong. Woke my ass up. And oh told- man. <laughs> Everything, there's a time and place for everybody. Man. The Lakers had a great run. A great yeah. run. How many championships? Six? Eight? Something like yeah. that. Ridiculous run. Like Boston, you know, back in the day, they had their time. You know, yeah, everybody it's, gets it's, their time. It's exciting, too, because, well, it's maybe not. You know what? I, I'm, I have to say that, you know, you lose Jerry Buss. Yeah. You lose Jerry West. Yeah. You know, you still have Mitch Kupchak. Yeah. But... 
is he enough? No, I mean, no. you need some you need some help. I, mean, I met Jim uh, 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 Kupchak. I met Mitch. Yeah, on the, on plane. the plane. Yeah, yeah, you were there. Yeah, he was you? a nice guy, and he you he's know, so he, funny. He's so tall. He couldn't even stand up in the plane. Yeah, of course. He couldn't stand up. He's yeah. hunched over. He's six eleven. Always hunched over. Yeah, six eleven. I said, "Are you going to keep Brian Scott, the coach?" Yeah. And he he looked at me. and Goes, "What do you think I should do?" Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, I mean, he, I guess those guys, they run into really passionate fans a lot. Sure. And you can't just dismiss your fan. No. That's your fan. You no. Know? And, no. And, yeah, man, I thought that was pretty magnanimous that he, yeah. you know, that he what a acknowledged great you. What a great and answer. Just, you know, and, yeah, because he, he recognized me who it was, I was. It showed that, that that job is very humbling. He's trying to do his best and, oh, yes. and getting criticized every, every which oh, way, yeah. you know. Well, especially with Jim trying to run the show. You know, because he doesn't have. You see, that's that's exactly what would happen if Trump became president. Yeah, he would be making bonehead moves yeah. one after another. You know, if that ever happened, you know, yeah. something happened and all of a sudden Trump was the president, that'd be his worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. man. Why not just? Because to begin with, he would have Secret Service watching him wipe his ass. You know, <laughs> he couldn't. You know, I mean, you have to be able to. Be incarcerated. That's why I turned down uh, some television series because I didn't like being in jail. Because when you sign up to a series, it's like you know being a president. All of a sudden, they tell you when to eat, what to wear, what to say, yeah. what not to say, who to say hello to, who to talk to, when to visit your family, when you're stuck. But you know, it's it's scary. Is there's nothing glamorous about it. But I just wonder, like, you know, Jim Buss inherited this yeah. team. I, I, I know Jim. He's a great guy. You know, yeah, I know him. But, He's a sweet but, guy. But, like, you got to make some moves. You know what I mean? You got to well, do Well, Jerry, Jerry was the original guy. See, Jerry knew how to, you know, wheel and deal in the market. For sure. And the first thing he did, first thing Jerry West did was hire the best people. Jerry West, and, you know, uh, the coach. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. He got the, you, you, you need it. You need the best coach. You need the best general manager. Yeah, because you got to so. attract the players, and the That's players right. aren't fucking stupid. You and you got to know which one's going to work. Players, they got they're going to look at the organization, and go, "Oh man, yeah. I don't think so, man." See, Lakers at one time, you know, everybody wanted to play with the Lakers, you know, because they get paid. And well, they're every on a winning team, every you know, they 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 have a downtime, but the downtime doesn't last very long. No. You know, it's pretty it, short, especially when you're winning. When you're winning, you know, you don't have any downtime, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, but, you know, like they're rebuilding. Like, remember when they had Nick Van Exel and that was their yeah. rebuilding years, you know? I know. And d yeah. you know. And all those guys, they ended up being pivotal players for yeah. their teams, yeah. you know, after they left the Lakers. But the yeah. Lakers were struggling, you know. Yeah. But they were very talented players. Yeah. I wonder who the next Shaq is going to be, who the next well, I, I think Kobe Bryant. I think you know? everybody's looking for uh, Steph Curry. I think that's the, the flavor of the day. And, you, if, if you got a, a but three, dad, you have they, uh, Steph Curry was born from NBA pedigree, yeah, like, and like, was was literally created like yeah. like he had a coach from day one, yeah. teach him like Tiger Woods, yeah, yeah, like Tiger Woods, but but yeah. even more so because Tiger Woods' dad was not a PGA you know champion, no. you no. know what I mean? And when you have that level of, and then a, a father that's going to pay attention to the to the details and and kind of you know. And then you have a kid that's that's coachable like that. Yeah. Because I think a lot of fathers don't want to be their coach and don't want to be the, 
that because they want to have that relationship with their kid. They don't want to have that, you know, that fucked up relationship. Well, it depends. You know, what it is is that if the kid's got talent, then you move in and, and then you do yeah, what you or, do. Yeah, or, or, or move out and get someone really good in there because yeah. he's got yeah, talent. It depends you know? on, on the temperament of it all. Yeah. But but that's, that's right now, it's, that's why Durant is, is such a, a fine for the Warriors because he's, He's a big man that can shoot that outside shot. So he's he's that's all. He's a scoring champion. Like if you ask the fans, is that fair? I'd put money on it that ninety percent of the fans in the NBA would be like, no, that's that that should not happen. Oh, give me a break. That's how you win. It's like saying playing poker and all of a sudden, oh no, you got too many kings. You know, give me a king. But it's weird because when you got when you got a a championship team like the Warriors, Mm -hmm. right? That went to the finals and mm-hmm. and you know hey, we're up four to one and, and when when they, they won uh, a championship first time in fifty six years yeah so give me a fucking and then, break and then no but and then you have Kevin Durant that's been in I don't know yeah. they're not the finals but like the semifinals semifinals and, 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 and a few and times quarterfinals quarterfinals you yeah. know and and it's like is the uh, like one of the top one uh, in all star he's an all star right? scoring leader <laughs> yeah scoring. <laughs> Yeah. I mean that's uh, he's got that outside shot. He's got that he, the drive for the basket. He's six yeah. eleven, and and, and he's, he's got, got that. I think he also has that temperament that it doesn't have to be his team. No, he he's got a very. He's he doesn't very seem generous. like he has that temperament that yeah. Like I have to be the fucking star. You know what, what's what's his partner at uh, Russell Westbrook? Oh, Westbrook. See, Westbrook is going to be the one that's hurting. You know. Yeah, or they or he's going to show how good he really is. You know, we'll see. No, <laughs> no. Who's going to no. who, Who's going to take over that scoring no. thing? You know, <laughs> the reason Westbrook can can drive and do everything he does is because they're worried about uh, Durant <coughs> hitting that open shot. You know, and there's a lot of energy that goes into Westbrook's game, and he's going to burn out in a few. In, in in no time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that that very physical game. Ooh. That's why like, you look at Steph Curry and you see, I see a long future. Oh, you know, a long oh. future because he shoots a three pointer. He, yeah. he he shoots from center court, and, and he's slight. And slight yeah, guys yeah. don't get injured that much. But do you know, you know what it means when you sink him from center court. You don't have to run down to the end of the <laughs> and run back. You know what I mean? You only have to run <laughs> half a court, throw it in, score, come back, That's and true. walk back. That's true, man. You know? That's true. Those guys that hustle, you know, have to, you know, like LeBron James. Uh-huh. You know, LeBron James left so much on the floor, man. That guy, he did everything he could do win, you uh-huh. know. And, oh, man, he, I don't think he'll ever repeat that that. Performance again. All right, Dad. We're gonna. That's enough for today. We're gonna have you play us out. Okay, a little blues. Yeah, like blues? I like the blues. Give me some blues, Man. or like a or like a Bo Diddley kind of shuffle or something like that. I don't know. Oh, you got your mic cords. It's okay, man. I, I, I'm a blue. I'm a blues guy, and I don't have to do it. I can do this. Show you. <laughs> uh, let's see Bo Diddley and Bo Diddley. Oh, Mona. Uh, you know what I like about Bo Diddley? What? He, he, was, he was all man, and he would sing songs about going over to the, his best friend's house and fucking his old lady. <laughs> That's not real nice, man. Oh, this is great, though. He would tell you, Mona, what I'm going to do. Build my house next door to you. 
When you see me peeking through the blind mm, I forgot the rest down to Bearcat's home, Bearcat, not at home, <laughs> I can't remember those songs yeah, anymore. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.